people. Welcome to episode one of my new podcast. This is yours truly, Nico Yearwood. Thank you for tuning in. Tuning in? No, it's not tuning in. It's not a radio show. Thank you for clicking whatever link you click to get here. I was meant to actually start this ages ago, you know. I bought this microphone like three months ago. And it was just sitting there, to be honest, because... The reason it took so long is because I never done a podcast before and I wanted it to be perfect, you know? Perfect! But I say perfectionism is a form of procrastination. So I said to myself, Nico, just start the thing. Start the thing and then we're going to improve as we go along. So this episode and the next one might be dog shit, but we're going to improve. You know, hang in there. I reckon by episode 15, I'm going to hit my stride. That's when I'm going to start to shine. So tune in for that one. Big, big things on episode 15 coming up. Anyhow, how are you guys doing in the lockdown? You guys enjoying it or are you going crazy? I tell you what I'm finding like the hardest thing for me with the lockdown. Like no one would have thought three months ago that going to the supermarket would be a high risk activity. Like going to the supermarket now is like an extreme sport. Like when this is all over and somebody tell me they went skydiving one time, I'd be like, so? Twice in April 2020, I went to Asda without gloves. What's your point? And there they call me Evil Knievel, man. <laughs> like, it's, like me and my... You can't even just pop to the supermarket now. Me and my girl, we pull straws before we go to the supermarket. We play rock, paper, scissors. That's how bad it is. You can't just get up and go either. You gotta put on gloves or a mask. Wrap a scarf around your face. No, you look like you on internship for Al-Qaeda. It's wild, man. Here's the thing though, I went to the supermarket. I in the supermarket and people don't have no concept of hygiene. They're not they're not social distancing. I in the supermarket and this man in there, he rubbing his nose with his hand and touching up all the produce and all the items. He not even going for the items at the front. He looking for the ones with a uh you know, a longer expiry date. So he digging up, touching up all the ones, going through the ones at the back. I, this man had me listen they need a rule we need a rule if you touch it you buy it as soon as you touch it you gotta buy it because this man spreading germs all over the place I wa- I wanted to slap the shit out of this guy man just rubbing his nose and touching up everything it's ridiculous like going to the supermarket now is so scary I reckon somebody gonna make a, a you remember supermarket sweep Somebody gonna do a supermarket sweep coronavirus version. You know? You gotta run through the supermarket, pick up as many groceries as you can without getting corona. That's what's gonna happen. Any producers out there, that's my idea. Stop stealing my shit. <laughs> and then to test you two weeks later, see if you got it or not. <laughs> um, but yeah. I remember I popped into Sainsbury's the other day just to get a few things and I bought a bottle of wine because you need to chill out. You need alcohol in these times because if not, you go mad, man. So we bought a bottle of wine and you know the wine got the clamp at the top so I had to get the clamp off. I had to take it to one of the staff and this man, this man would just grip up my bottle of wine. He was just like massaging it he was almost like jerking off my bottle of wine. Like he giving my wine a happy ending. I'm like, dude, hold the thing with your fingers. Don't be caressing my bottle of wine. 
That was driving me nuts, man. I was like, and why, why all the supermarket staff should be wearing gloves? I don't envy them though, because they got a tough job. I wouldn't want to be working in a supermarket or a hospital in these times. Those are real heroes out there. We should be clapping for the supermarket staff too, because yeah, that's scary, man. You still got to interact with people and touch things that they touch. So clap for the supermarket people and the nurses. But then again, I don't know if clapping does. I would like to hear from a nurse. If any nurses out there listening to this, how do you feel about the clapping at eight o'clock on Thursdays? Is it every Thursday? I don't know. How do you feel about it? Does it boost your morale? Do you feel, you know, valuable? I don't know. You are valuable, but I, I just want to know how it makes you feel. Because I don't, I, I think, I don't know. I think it might be a cop-out for some people, you know? It's like too easy. It makes people feel that they're doing something good. Oh uh, yeah, I clap for the nurses. I I am up there with Gandhi. Um <laughs> I don't know. It's um it's not doing enough for them. I think we should be doing like GoFundMe's or giving money to the nurses. They deserve it. You know? Cause clapping, it makes you feel like you've done something good, but it does it's not tangible really, is what I'm saying. Like a politician a nurse could go ask a um, politician or a prime minister, hey, can I get a pay rise? And they're like, yeah, I'll clap for you a bit longer. Here's 10 more claps <laughs> and some whoops. Woo woo. What I'm saying is you can't take applause to the supermarket. You know what I mean? You can't take your groceries to the checkout and the person asks you, cash your card and you say, clap, please. <laughs> you start clapping. It doesn't work like that. I prefer they donate money or something to the nurses or whatever. Yeah. Everything is different now. Even just going to the park. You can't just go to the park now. They've got a big war between joggers and sunbathers. Because people want to sunbathe. And they're saying, no, you can't sunbathe. You can only go and jog in the park now. But jogging is more risky, no? Because when you're jogging, you're breathing hard, you're sweating. Some people even spit when they're jogging. So isn't that more of a risk, a transmission risk? You got all the particles flying off your body when you're jogging. Just whoosh, whoosh. You just, you know, letting your sweat and perspiration and saliva into the atmosphere. Causing a cloud of, of infectious particles people then walk into that cloud and then they get they get it it's whereas if you sunbathe then you just sat in one place hey it's corona you're not, time right you're now you're not troubling anybody this is what the sunbathe because they say you can go for exercise what this is what the sunbathers should do you just sit with your legs crossed when the police come you say I'm doing yoga simple just tell them namaste and that's your exercise but people don't think like me you know I'm I'm Ahead of the game, people. Yeah. But I guess the reason is because if everybody can sunbathe, then everybody will go to the park. Because sunbathing, anybody can sunbathe. Not everybody can jog. Because some people are lazy. Some people have bad knees or backs. Some people don't have shoes. Some people are fat. So 
Those are all reasons that might stop you from jogging. There are probably more, but I haven't. This is not the place to get into all of them. (laughs) Okay. This is going great, man. I'm loving it. Loving the podcast. Um, We're going to start a a hashtag. Hashtag Skylarkin. Let's get that trending. I want it to be... Another thing I'm finding hard about the lockdown is though... People are just adding me to WhatsApp groups. Left, right and center. Since this whole thing started, I've been added to at least six different WhatsApp groups. And there should be some WhatsApp etiquette. Don't just add a person to a group. You tell them first, hey man, would you like to join this group? And then I can ask you who's in the group. Because a lot of the time, you're just adding me to a group. And there's people in there that I don't know. People I don't like. A man add me to a WhatsApp group and there's two people in there I owe money to. No, it's awkward. I can't say nothing. They got my number. You understand? Don't just add people to a WhatsApp group. And some are just sharing the dumbest of memes over and over again. I can go on Twitter and get memes. I can go on Instagram and get memes. You're just sharing stuff that I've seen before. I don't know, man. And how many messages? Like, you're just getting messages all over the place. I turn on my phone. I got like 260 unread messages. I'm on lockdown. I'm supposed to not be working. But yet, it feels like I got a part-time admin job. Ridiculous. Our invites. People want you to join host party. They want you to join Zoom. I don't want to see your face. I like the lockdown. If I want to see your face, I would call you one-to-one and we FaceTime. I don't want to be seeing a bunch of people. I haven't groomed. I haven't been to the barber. I look like a wild man. I don't want to be on camera. I don't even house party my own family. So why would I want to do it with you? Speaking of family though, times like these made me realize I want to be a bit closer to Barbados. Shout out to all the people in Barbados. I know you guys on lockdown too. Being on lockdown in Barbados must be tough, man. Imagine that. You're in Barbados, you live right next to the beach, but you can't go. That's like being friend zoned by Beyonce. Whereas here in the UK, it's a bit easier, you know? It's grey outside, it's a bit cold. You don't mind not, you know, being out there. That's like being friend zoned by a six. I only see you as a friend. Yeah, that's cool with me too. Bye. <laughs> I'm just saying, the scenery is a bit better in Barbados. That's all. Nicer weather. A lot of people trying to self-improve. I see a lot of people. Because this was the time, if you were ever going to learn a language or learn a skill, this is the time. Apparently, the main skill people want to pick up or learn is baking bread. Baking sourdough bread. Everybody baking sourdough bread. What's going on? The antidote to coronavirus? It looks like it. Because everybody's sourdough bread. I don't know. What skills are you guys trying to get? I wish I could learn a language, but... I have all the time in the world, but still I don't have time in the world. Because I'm doing a podcast. I'm putting you guys ahead of my personal development. You're welcome.
Or maybe I could do a language learning podcast. You know? Would you like that? Call it Hablo Español con Nico. <laughs> um, what else have I been doing? Been been watching Netflix. Watched the Tiger King with Joe Exotic. I saw a tiger and the tiger saw a man. Bars. Pull up. Tune, man. Um, Joe Exotic, what a character. Guy married two men at once. Not one, two men. Then the men said that they were not gay. <laughs> oh, you arrive at that. You having gay sex, you're either gay or bisexual. Can't claim straight anymore after having gay sex for like a year. Can't have a dick in your mouth and talk about no homo. <laughs> or a man come on your back and you talking about Paul's. I'm still straight. Can't do that. Joe's nemesis was a lady called Carol Baskin. The theory is that she might kill her husband by feeding him to a tiger. Man, that whole show is wild. It's wild. Gotta watch it. But they can't prove if she did. Because there's no body. So the tigers might have... What a way to get rid of somebody. Feed them to a tiger. You know? Um, what else I watched? I watched Who Killed Malcolm X. That's another great documentary. Big hero of mine, Malcolm X. The way he transformed his life. Used to be a pimp, a pusher, a drug dealer. Then became one of the greatest um, civil rights activists the world has ever seen. Great voice as well. I love his voice, man. I wish I wish Malcolm X was around to read um, audiobooks. I would buy all of those, man. Great voice, man. You say some shit like, The conservative is a wolf, but the white liberal is a fox, and he will pretend to be your friend and end up with you, the sheep, as a land chop on his plate. <laughs> Great voice. Love it. Wish I had a voice like that, man. But uh, he was brave. Very brave man, Malcolm X, man. Because he was getting death threats. Everybody wanted to kill this man. Police wanted to get rid of him. The FBI. Nation of Islam. They all wanted to kill him. But he was still going out there giving speeches. They firebombed his house. Listen, I didn't leave in the house. I'll be at my last speech. I'll be like, from next week, I need you to download House Party because I will be self-isolating. House Party or Zoom. <laughs> I'll be baking sourdough bread from at home. I didn't leave in my house. I'm too scared, man. Can't risk my life for that. But imagine though, the man who made this documentary was just some random dude. Just some random dude chilling. He said, I'm going to look into Malcolm X's death. And he got a Netflix documentary out of it. You can just look into who unsolved murders and get a, a, a Netflix documentary. I'm going to do that. Who killed, I don't know, Tupac or Biggie or... Carol Baskin husband anyhow that's enough from me we're gonna wrap this up um, thank you for listening if you made it to the end um, we're gonna do this again next week or even sooner 
I enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it too. Let's hashtag Skylarkin and follow me on all these social medias. That's at Neeksman, N-E-E-K-S-M-A-N. That's Neeksman. And on YouTube, just type in Nico Yearwood at YouTube. Yeah, so thank you. Happy Easter. Stay safe. Stay indoors. Wash your hands. Brush your teeth. I'm out. Peace. From America? This good white man? Where you gonna get a better job than you get here? I mean, this is what you say. I, I ain't left nothing in Africa. That's what you say. Why you left your mind in Africa. <laughs>